Hello geezers and geezettes, welcome to the first episode of Nowhere in Kensington for the first episode with the big man Tristan Oddy from PPD. It's good to be here Cappy, thanks for having me on the show mate, very excited. Thank you, King of Kenzo. <laughs> how's, it, how's it going? How's lockdown treating mate, you? Mate, it's been alright, it's been a little bit challenging but... Um, you know, we're getting through it and mate, just adapting to, to the new conditions. But uh, mate, overall, it's been pretty good. Like, we're pretty lucky. We're still, we can okay. still work. We can still take buys through homes and we're still selling lots. And yeah, still a lot of activity. So we're very blessed. We're lucky, which is good. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so I guess my, my first question to you is why, why did you decide to focus on Kensington? Uh, it's a good question. I guess we just sort of, I sort of fell into it, to be honest. I was um, working with Jason Panzer for many years and um, we started picking up quite a bit of business around there. And Jace sort of said to me, he goes, Tris, I think, you know, this is a really good market. He goes, I think, you know, you, you really suit this marketplace. And, you know, there's, there was a bit of a gap in the market. Um, there wasn't many agents sort of focusing on that area. And, Mate, we've, we've just sort of, you know, we've really dominated it sort of over the last, I would say, I've been focusing on it for maybe close to 10 years, but really dominating it over the past maybe four or five years. So, no, it's been really good. Yourself and Roger Wardy in there just, just battling. Being the warden, going toe-to-toe, down the pound. So, yeah, no, he's a good man and, yeah, he's, he's definitely good competition for me. So, it's good. He, he keeps me on my toes, which is good. That's good. That's what you want. A good, healthy bit of competition. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, and I guess in terms of the, the demographic that live in Kensington, could you talk us through that? Yeah, Lou, it's, it's, it's changed a lot, I suppose, over the years. I think it was like Kensington traditionally was very sort of um, like ethnic, there a lot of like Greek families, a lot of Asian, sort of Chinese, a um, lot of Indonesians, a lot of Malaysians. But as we've as we've sort of progressed through, we're finding that a lot of um, buyers um, more from the more traditional eastern suburbs, like your your Double Bay, Rose Bays, and whatnot, have sort of slid across. I think it's just. Um, the reason for that is, you know, those marketplaces have, I mean, Kensington's gone up, but those marketplaces have become really expensive. And I think Kensington still is good value for money. You're 10 minutes to the city. We've got the light rail now, which is awesome. You can be in the city, you know, hop on the light rail in the city within 10 minutes. Um, so from a convenience standpoint, um, it's really good. And also you're getting a much larger property and usually a larger block of land um and yeah like i said more just overall better value for money i feel not that it's yeah, cheap okay. but <laughs> it's cheaper than those sort of suburbs yeah okay so you're seeing a lot of people getting pushed away from like the the beachhead suburbs and looking for a bit more land totally totally okay. yeah um, and the majority of people that are coming to Kensington today are they looking for houses or are they, are they looking for apartments for the people that don't know um, it's a real mix, um, Cappy. It's, I suppose there's a lot of, like, the housing market around Kensington has really gone up. Like, 
you know, to get something really nice. Now you're looking in the sort of five to six mil bracket. Um, we get a lot of like downsizers moving to like the Rally Park complex, which I sort of specialise in, you know, executive style apartments with amazing views over sort of Moor Park Golf Course. Um, and they're selling up, they're selling almost at $3 million now between sort of 1.8 and 3. And then you get a lot of um, like first home buyers, a lot of um, sort of young professionals moving into, you know, the, the smaller apartments to smaller house bracket as well. So we've got a really good mix, to be honest. It's, it's, um, it's quite a diverse marketplace. Yeah, okay. So it sounds yeah. like it's quite a diverse place in general with a lot of mixed um, people there. And um, Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and yeah. in terms of median price, like property price, what would that be for Kensington? I think the medium sort of apartment price um, is probably around the 1.1, one, 1. 1.2 mark. And the medium house price is probably 2.5, 2.7, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So a lot more affordable than those beachside suburbs. For sure, for sure. Like, um, yeah, if you're comparing it to, say, like a Bondi or a Double Bay, it's much, much cheaper. Well, a lot, not much, but, you know, probably, I would say you're probably saving somewhere in the 20 to 25% cheaper. Which yeah, is okay. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and what would be the, the record suburb price for a house? Uh, the record uh, for the uh, suburb was $6 million. Um, and that was a house in Milroy Avenue that sold, I think, this year, actually. So, yeah. Big money. Mate, it's still a lot of money. But it's a beautiful home. You know, you're getting 650 square metres, level block, beautiful Federation home that sort of has that old world charm at the front and then being beautifully renovated out the back, huge garden and a good-sized swimming pool. So, which is what sort of our marketplace, especially in these current times during COVID, is sort of what everyone's wanting. So hence, I think they've, they've gone up um, significantly. Yeah, people spending more time in their home and wanting that more space for the family. Totally. People killing each other in the small, smaller homes. So. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, yeah. in it, what would say the, the top three performing roads be in, in Kensington? Yeah, I would say Milroy Avenue, McDougal Avenue, uh, McDougal Street and Virginia Street, I would say. And that's the pocket we call sort of West Kent. Oh, and Tunstall, actually, Avenue as well. They're probably the four best streets. Um, Tunstall is um, just behind Ulsh, Our Lady of the Sacred Heart um, School, and it backs onto the Royal Australian Golf Course. They've got amazing yeah. views over the golf course. You're getting still, you know, five, six, 700 square metre blocks um, with big, beautiful sort of um, classic as well as modern homes. And then West Kensington, super popular, which is just off Lenthal Street there. Um, as you sort of head towards Rosebury around the back, you're getting the, I think the big attraction with those, that market is the large level blocks of land with those beautiful old Federation homes. They're really popular. Yeah, okay, awesome. Um, and on the flip side, what parts of Kensington would you try and avoid if you were to buy? Um, look, I don't think there's any, you know, pocket at which, you know, it's bad as it were. But look, I think the properties that I suppose have a harder time selling would be the ones along Anzac Parade, 
it is a relatively busy road, although the whole landscape of that is changing now. Like there's all these brand new, big, beautiful developments that are happening. And what I like about Anzac is that it's just so convenient. You can step out your door. You've got coffee shops, restaurants, gyms, um, and you've got the light rail. You've got the light rail right at your um, right at your doorstep. So you can for people that. Um, you know, love to commute to the city or have to commute or need to go get in and out of, you know, the suburbs to the city or wherever, it's really convenient. So we see that market's probably more the young professionals um, yeah. and but that, it, it's actually thriving really well. And you're going to pick something up a little bit cheaper than what you would on maybe a more quieter street, but then you don't get as much convenience as you would, say, if you live directly on Anzac. Exactly, and that would just be the same throughout the the whole of Sydney on those arterial roads, etc. You're going to be yeah. getting a better deal for them, but you're obviously um, pay, paying the price. Um, okay. For sure. Um, for sure. What, what's, what schools are in the catchment zone in in Kensington? Yeah, so you got Kensington Public School, which is a really good school. Um, I I sponsor it as well. Just a quick shout out to the school. Um, it's a really lovely school. I think it got. I think it's in the top ten public schools in in the east. Um, it's it's highly sought after. It's hard to get into. Um, that's probably one of them. Um, Our Lady of the Sacred Heart or Olks, as everyone called. That's a that's a private um, girls' school. Um, that's a really really good school as well. And then parts of Kensington as well also. Um, fall into the Daisyville Public School catchment, which um, I, I have a few clients that their kids go to that school as well, and um, they've, they've said some really good things about it. But Kensington Public, I feel, is a um, is a really good school, um, and and a lot of people, a lot of people, we're seeing a lot of young families buy into the area just to get into that catchment zone to send their kids there. So um, that's when you know, <laughs> you know, it must be good. So people are trying to fight their way through to get to get into the area. Hundred percent. Sounds like there's some some good options for for people out there with families. For sure, hundred percent. Really good. Um, you mentioned there was a golf course um in Kensington. What what else does Kensington have have to offer for people? Yeah, I think what I love about Kenzo is um you can be you can get a really like big beautiful home in a quiet street, but yet you're still moments from the CBD Centennial Park. Um, Kensington has um, a big, beautiful oval that sort of it's in the middle of the suburb, which is pretty much walking distance from from anywhere. I think the fact that you're close to Centennial Park, um, you've got Fox Studios. It's also walking distance, which has a cinema, um, you know, coffee shops, restaurants. Uh, there's a gym there. Um, close to the Sydney Football Stadium, which they're sort of, you know, it's still in development at the moment. Um, I think the light rail has been an absolute game changer for the area. Um, and there's lots of new developments that are happening up and down Anzac um, Parade at the moment, like new new shops. I, I believe they're going to be putting in a supermarket soon. Um, and one of, I think one of the favourites for all the residents there, although it's not in Kensington itself, is East Village. It's literally just on the other side of South Dowling Street, um, which falls sort of in, in the Zetland area. But it's literally, I don't know, a two-minute drive, maybe a 10-minute walk away, and it has, like, you know, organic coffee shops, the butchers, um, but really high-end sort of um, stores, which I think you just don't get at, say, like a, a Bondi Westfield or, a, or, a, or an East, East Village, Eastgate um, Westfield, which is nice, a bit more boutique-y, um, and it's a bit more 
what I like about it. It's a bit more local. So you go there and you're like, oh, Barry from the butcher shop or, you know, Jonathan, I get my hair cut there. So it's got more of a community feel. I think that's um, one of the main attractions to the area for sure. Yeah, and that's important, especially for, for those young families to have that community feel. I yeah. even noticed it myself. I moved from Bondi to Coogee this year, and even that itself, like, it feels so much more like a community. It makes you feel a lot more welcome. And I think that's what people want, Cappy. I think that a lot of people at the moment, you know, especially with what's happening with lockdowns, and I think people are feeling very isolated, but we are isolated, but feeling like, you know, I think humans want to have that human interaction. And I think it's, you know, if you're in a bigger suburb, like maybe like a Bondi, it's a bit more, you know, backpackery. It's got a lot of like overseas people, whereas Kenzo, I, I love it because I, I just walk around and like everyone knows your name and it's got a real warm feeling to it. Um, but yet you're so like you're a 10 minute drive to the beach, you're 10 minutes into the city you know, you're 15 minutes from the airport. You're so close to everything, but you've still got that lovely suburban feel. I think that's probably one of its biggest draw cards, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good draw card mm. to have. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why, you know, we've seen so much growth. I think over the last five years, um, especially once the light rail has gone in, um, I think people felt like it was a bit of a, sort of a nothing suburb, like they didn't, didn't really have much, but now people are going, wow, I can be here, there and everywhere, but I've still got that nice, quiet suburban feel. So if you don't, if you're not into the super hustle and bustle and, you know, people walking out the front of your house at four in the morning, drunk and carrying on, you're not going to get, you're not going to get any of that in Kensington, which yeah. is, which is, I think it's, it's like, I say to people, it's got like a Surrey Hills, sort of vibe but without that element of um it's got a safety element rather than that uh, criminal element's probably not the right word but you know i wouldn't i wouldn't want to be walking around surrey hills at you know 9 30 at night with my pram with my baby and my dog and my wife you know like i probably around kensington you wouldn't have any issues but maybe around surrey could be a little bit you know a little bit sketchy i suppose so if you, yeah, if, you didn't like feel, if you didn't feel safe in Surrey Hills, I couldn't imagine you walking in Pompey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'd have to have my gat ready to go. Uh, yeah, no. I'm sure Pompey no, that's that's a That's a really good insight. It sounds like it's a real ideal place for families, especially looking for that um, bigger land, being close to everywhere. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it sounds good. Um, the, the last question I had for you is what would your, what would be your biggest tip for people that are struggling in the market at the moment? Um, it's a good question. Um, I think obviously there's a shortage of supply of property out there at the moment. Um, I think that if you're out there, I think if, and you see something in your life, move on it quickly because properties are selling um, super quick at the moment. As you know, we can only do one person through a property at a time, no more on-site auctions, online auctions. Um, I think a lot of people, I think one of the reasons why a lot of people are struggling is that they're waiting to find the perfect home. And I can tell you now, whether you've got a budget of $1 million or 10 million, you're always going to, it's never going to tick every single box. I think that if you can find something that you can tick maybe seven out of 10 boxes, I think that's probably the right property. 
And I think that the way the market's been, I think, especially over the last sort of 12 months, you know, you might look at something today and geez, oh, okay, could have bought that for two, but it didn't have this, didn't have that. By the time you wait another three months, it might have gone up, might have gone up another 50 or 100 grand. And that's just and then, the reality of things at the moment. So, sorry, yeah. And then, in, and, then in, and then in hindsight, people are kicking themselves saying, oh, I wish I, I, wish I bought that. Exactly, exactly. And then it, it's sort of a vicious cycle. And then by the time you realise, oh, okay, um, wow, that house wasn't perfect and, you know, it didn't have exactly what we wanted. We we should have bought it. And now that same house is maybe worth a hundred grand more. All of a sudden they're priced out of that. So maybe they were looking at a three bed semi, but now they, they can only afford a two bed semi. And then they go, okay, well, we'll just, we'll bite the bullet by two bed. I think another good thing is, you know, um, you know, make friends with the local agents in your area, you know, keep you know give them a call maybe once or you know once every two weeks and just say what have you got coming up let them know engage someone like yourself like i think buyers agents especially in this market we're doing lots of deals with with you guys um i think you guys are really you know we like dealing with you because you know we say this is what it is this is what it'll take to buy it and you move on it straight away whereas i think other people they go they're not used to the process they don't understand oh they think oh maybe we're, we're trying to taken for you know it was you know a bit of a run around whereas if you can um if you can engage someone like yourself you guys you, you know what you need to do you understand the process I, I sort of say it's like um if you're going to court you know yes you can represent yourself but um you don't know how it all runs or if you appoint a lawyer the judge being the agent where you know we're the judge and if you've got a lawyer being a buyer's agent you know you speak the terminology you know the things and you can Get a um, get a deal or get a result a lot quicker. Um, yeah, and, get them. and also have also have that confidence as well to know like what you're paying is actually worth that. Because um, yeah. a lot of people actually struggle to substantiate what to pay for a property, especially when they're seeing yeah. off markets and there's not four or five other people making offers. They need to know how to yeah. substantiate that rather than just go off the guidance of a real estate agent. Because at the end of the day, you your best interest is to get the best price for your vendor, not to look after the buyers. That's right. That's exactly right. And I think that, you know, at the moment, you know, you probably, I mean, I did it myself. I bought a property this year and I probably paid 50 grand more than what I should have. And it was a block record and all the rest of it. But I just, me knowing the market and knowing the the current climate, I knew that I, in order for me to secure it, I had to pay a little bit more. And the way I see it, I'm going to be there for minimum five years. In five years' time, it's, if you buy well and you buy the right thing, it's going to go up in value. It's not like you buy a car today in five years' time. If you bought a car for 50 grand, it's going to be worth 20 grand in five years. If you buy right, the you know, for, if you buy a car, if, if you buy a house at a million dollars in five years' time, it should be worth one and a quarter if you buy right in the right market and, you know, all that sort of thing. So I think make an investment in your home, whether even if it's not an investment property, I think um, make sure that you buy and, and spend a little bit more to get something a bit better because, you know, yes, you might have been able to buy something for 800 and you think, oh, I really didn't want to spend a mil, but that place in five years at a mil might be worth one and a quarter. The one at 800 might only be worth 900. So in the long run, you're going to make 250 rather than 100 grand. So, and that's tax-free. You sell it, you move on to the next one. And I think especially people in our marketplace like Kensington or East in general, it's a super strong market. 
It always has been. It always will be. And there's always more people, more buyers, or more yeah, more buyers in the marketplace than there are homes. And you know, all the land's all taken up, so there's never going to be any more properties for sale. Um, but there will be. Um, there are going to be more buyers out there. So for sure, I yeah, because yeah. people are generally people are generally holding their homes longer now as well. I think that rose to like 13 years. People holding yeah. their homes because it's such a costly process, like upsizing, even like moving in general, it, it costs a lot of money. So yeah. people obviously yeah. want to try and avoid that if they can. For sure. And I think, you know, I always think, you know, buy something bigger than what you need if you can, because you'll find that you grow into the house super quickly. And I think, the bigger properties like the the houses and the freestanding homes or the semi the Torrance title homes will always do better than the apartments. And we've seen that. That's been the case probably over the last 10 years and I don't see it changing. And as the land gets less and less and more homes get knocked down, more units, you're going to find that the houses are going to be more rare and harder to come by apart from the, like, there's going to be more apartments available, you know? So yeah. uh, that would be my advice. And I take my own advice because um, I'm trying to, uh, I'll be trying to upsize in the next few years into a house myself. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I, I do my own advice. You know, I listen to my own advice and, and I'm working towards that as well. So That's good. All right. Well, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate that. I'm sure the viewers Thanks, will get a lot out of that. I hope now you know. And yeah, now you know. That's it. Thanks, now you know Luke. Kensington. That's it. That's it. Cheers, Legend. geezer. Thanks, geez. I'll chat to you soon. You take care. Thanks for having me on the show.